keep talking in the free world. Greetings and salutations. Good evening, kind sir. How are things? Not bad in yourself. Well, I have good news and I have bad news. What's the bad news? The bad news news is is that I experienced technical difficulties and I couldn't hang on any longer. Uh, I did not see the end. I saw Roman come out along with the special counsel. The always wise Paul Heyman and the wise one, I should say. And... uh, I don't know what happened. So we're going to talk about it regardless. I said last week that I wanted to be able to react right off the bat. Anyway, I'm going to ramble. I'm going to talk in mood. So that's the bad news. The good news is, is that we're live at five. This is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. 30 minutes before and immediately after every WWE SmackDown. And on Twitter, follow off the hook at the signal is busy. We're throughout the show, even though we were slacking this evening, throughout the show we're going to be live tweeting, we're going to pick it up, and we really want, I mean, the thing that I really want the most, two things I want the most, yes, in time, we will have the WWE Universe joining us, and I really, really... I really want to hear what everyone has to say. I mean, that's that's the fun of it. That that's why that's why this was all started. Is that I really want to hear everyone's opinions. I want to hear. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. I would love to hear what everyone has to say. Uh, in addition to that, I want to see everybody. So I, I like you know, signs are such a special part of wrestling. I really want to see everyone make their signs and then tweet them out using the hashtag on, on any given event. But we'll speak about this evening tonight. It's talk that hashtag talk. That talk WWE SDL share your sign. That's where I'm at. How about yourself? Absolutely. Um, now we did start Monday with uh, just doing first impressions or first thoughts. So uh, let's start off with that again. So, what is your First thoughts. What is is there anything that really intrigued you that you want to start off with, and then we'll do the whole rundown from top to bottom. And if it's and we'll, when we get to that point again, we'll just quickly talk about it and move on again. I have to be honest. I love wrestling, so it can do no wrong in my eyes. However, I was a little bit underwhelmed this evening, relatively speaking, compared. To now, that being said, I didn't see the last segment, so I reserved the right to change my mind. Up until the last segment, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Two, I've said repeatedly at the top of the show, at Top That Talk, the official live fan reaction call in show on the pre show, I said that we're two weeks away from WrestleMania. WrestleMania is next week. Yes, it is next, next weekend is WrestleMania, my friend. Yeah, so like I've been saying all along, like it's just madness. So like, you know, totally lost track of time, total chaos. And my first impressions, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I need to see the last segment, which I'm going to watch as soon as we're off the air. But I do want to hear about it. And I got to say, I mean, I love to hate Ronda Rousey, but, you know, once again, she held her own again this evening. And um, I hope 
that she's not going to disappear. Uh, oh, and after WrestleMania, and I mean, you know, Brock leading up to the last segment, uh, gold, pure gold. That was my; those were my impressions for the season. All right. Well, we can we can definitely touch on those as we go through. Uh, I will try and give you the best of my ability to e- explain to you what happened at the end with the ass of the table and, and the beast. And um, I had a good laugh at that. Roman Roman really gave me a good laugh at that, and I'll get to that after. Um, just to give you a heads up before we get to that event, Roman isn't ready for the beast. And I'll explain that saying when we get there. Oh, you bet. Okay. So now you're getting a little bit crazy. That's the last segment. The last segment cannot contain anything that's going to be an indicator that Roman is not ready for. Let's not get crazy, dangerous Darren Davis, but I shall. All right, no problem, no problem. We start with a recap of last week's events of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is how the show starts. We get a recap of what went down, and they also included some of uh, the events at Madison Square Gardens as well for that one show in the, on the Saturday. We then get we go to the back where we get an interview from Brock Lesnar, and. Um, He's in the back, standing right in front of the door that leads into Roman Reigns' dressing room. He has a little word. He walks in to see what it's all about. He plops himself down, breaks the coffee table with his feet, and sits there. I thought that was real fun, just to see him there. I thought, that's that's good on you, Brock. Have a <laughs> Well, I will say this, is that, you know, why why don't you just take it easy, Brock, while you're at it? Brock is in fine form. Here's the thing. I liken it to when Floyd Mayweather fought Manny Pacquiao. Listen, Floyd Mayweather, greatest of all time. TBE, money team, best to ever do it. However, prior to Manny Pacquiao being ill-advised, and challenging Floyd, I had love for Manny as well. But then when they pitted them against Floyd, I had no choice. Right? Fuck Manny. And I'm rolling with Floyd. So I say all that because, you know, we can go back. I mean, even though we've had a million conversations offline prior to the launch of Talk That Talk, even on, even since the launch of Talk That Talk, we've had conversations about, and it's well documented how much I love Brock Lesnar. So, it's it's a difficult situation because Roman is the man. You know, uh, Roman has been my favorite since day one. I love Roman. I absolutely love this match, but I also love Brock. I'm cheering for Roman. However, I'm not going to sit here and slam Brock. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I love Brock. Brock is in the best form of his entire life, fine form, and he's just so comfortable in his own skin. Here's what blows my mind is that, so, you know, obviously it was a conscious effort on Brock's behalf. He's like, eh, I don't really want to talk to these peasants in the WWE universe, even though even though you and I are part of those, part of, part of the WWE universe, is that, so all these years he chose not to say much, and then he let Paul Heyman speak for him. Who knew? Who? Who? 
knew? Who knew that Brock was so charismatic and that he had the gift of gab and he was so natural? I mean, we saw a glimpse of it in the UFC when he fought uh, Frank Mir the second time and avenged his loss. And he said the first time he had a horseshoe up his ass and this time I pulled that son of a bitch out. I can't remember what he said. I'm butchering the quote. And uh, I said, I pulled that son of a bitch out and smacked him over the head with it. Do you remember that quote from Brock in the UFC? No, I'm not a UFC guy. Oh, you got you got you would you would appreciate that though. So when he said that, that was pretty spontaneous and uh, felt like it anyway. Um, so that sat with me. Like that—that's after he left the WWE and went to UFC. That was a long time ago. It was maybe maybe over six years ago, more. That sat with me, to be honest. And I'm like, you know, he—he's charismatic. He really is. So anyway. I'm really thoroughly enjoying Brock. And, of course, I'm always, you know, thinking ahead, and I shouldn't be, is that I don't want Brock to disappear after WrestleMania. You know, you're infamously, you know, you've been, sorry, you've infamously said many times he's a part-timer, and then he's proved you wrong during this point in time. However, you've been right for so many years, and I'm hoping that he doesn't turn around and prove you wrong after WrestleMania, I really don't want to lose this Brock Lesnar that we see. And then, yes, when he sat down, made himself comfortable, and you know, slammed his feet on that table and broke it, it's gold, man. This is Brock Lesnar. This is who he is. I love every second of it. He's going to get the shit smacked out of him by uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but I absolutely loved it. And we haven't even scratched the surface yet. That's That was like, what, 30 seconds or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that was... was- Literally right at the beginning of the entire show, that was. I absolutely loved it. So there, there's more from Brock as we go along, and I gotta say, some of the stuff he he came out with tonight, I had uh, I had a good laugh at some of his his comments, and I can't wait to get to them. Well, for all the people out there, I mean, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every WWE SmackDown on Friday night, thirty minutes before and immediately after, provided by Off the Hook. And I gotta say, I love. I love to hear Darren love Brock Lesnar. Good times, man. It must be Friday night. It must, it must be a week before. Listen, my love for Brock Lesnar doesn't, doesn't, go, doesn't go very far, okay? I still hate the man with passion. Um, and, and like you, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's going back to part-time champion once this is all over and done with. So I'm not getting my hopes up for this clown any longer. But we're going to move on. We're going to go to the first match of the night, which is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jimmy Uso. And you know what? You got to love Rick Boobs, a.k.a. AKA Titty Tom on his days off. (laughs) I was just about to say you took the the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Rick Boobs, a.k.a. Titty Tom on the we got to love it, man. And um, listen, our friend returned to the WWE crowds tonight. The man in the green shirt in the first row. I want to talk to this man, Mr. Man in the green shirt that is in the front row of every fucking WWE event. I haven't seen him in a while, mind you. Whoever you are, reach out to us on Twitter on Instagram, whatever it may be. I want to talk to you. I want to know you. I want to know your story. I want to know why you're always in those seats where you sit all the time. 
I want to know who you are. I want to get to talk to you. Please come talk to us. Join us. I'm calling you out, man, in the green shirt with a smiley face. I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. Please, please do us a favor and come and talk to us. I would love to hear from you. Well, and I want to add to that. And I want to say this. I th- I've seen things online over the years about him. And I, I, to, to, my, to the best of my recollection, I believe that, like, you know, he's declined interviews and what have you and everything else. But what I really would like is that, obviously, you know, he's among the elite of elite of WWE Universe fans, regardless of how he comes across those tickets and the connections and what have you. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, it doesn't even matter if they're free. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't even matter if the hotel is comped and the flight is comped. If you're sitting there front and center at every WWE event, you have love for WWE as we all do. So I'd love for him, you know, I think he keeps a lot of it close to the vest. I'd just love to be able to have him and the long-haired guy with his mom. We talk about him. I haven't seen him in a long time. Is just, you know, join us on Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call in show. We'd love to chop it up with you. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And just after every show, I mean, we'd love to hear thoughts from everybody in the WWE universe, especially somebody with that kind of passion. So, um, I'm glad you spotted him tonight. And yes, you're right. I mean, it's just a guess. Maybe COVID had something to do with it, like it, like it had something to do with all of our lives, uh, you know, being the reason that we haven't seen him in a long time. But he's back in action, baby, uh, for WrestleMania. You knew he was going to make an appearance on route to WrestleMania. Now I'm worried about, uh, now I'm wondering about my guy, the uh, Nickelback with the long hair and the mom. I don't know what's going on with that guy. When's the last time you saw him? I, like I've said to you many times, I don't know who the fuck those people are. I've never seen them. I don't know who you're talking about. I never noticed these guys. I've only ever noticed the guy in the green shirt because he is front and center. So for your two guys, the mom and the son, whoever you are, show yourself again, please, for my friend here, because I don't know. I thought, I remember you said that time too. I thought you said, are you sure it's his mom or his girl? Or it's just that it's his girlfriend. She's really, really old. I thought you said that to me. No, I did. I did. Cause I don't know who it is you're talking about. Like it could be his girlfriend. You might be into older women and no offense to anybody that is. No, no, it's his mom. I've read a couple things on that. It is him and his mom. And I would love also to hear from those guys. Listen, man, you know, you and I could sit here. We're on here. Uh, We'll be on here, God willing, until the end of time. Hopefully we all live long lives. And people want the, the ideas for everyone to jump in, share their opinion. That would be fantastic. If they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. But it's for the love of wrestling. I don't care if I'm, you know, I don't care if you're uh, 10 years old, 20, 30, 40, 50, 80, 90. You know, it's all for the love of wrestling. This is what we love. We love to talk about wrestling. So it's good times. So uh, really, I would really love to hear from those guys. But... Moving on. So, so what did you think? Okay, so we did get a recap of, I think it was about two weeks ago. I don't think it was last week when Rick Boogs took on Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso, whichever Uso fucking was. Um, Jay Uso it was. Sorry, I got it in my notes there. Um, and uh, he tricked him and got him with the whole sore knee incident. Um, so what did you think of the Shinsuke Nakamura and Jimmy Uso with, uh, with Titty Tom in the back there? Well, I gotta say this. I mean, listen, we could talk forever about the journey that Shinsuke Nakamura has had. And specifically, you know, I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Absolutely love him. Uh, I've always loved him. And his entrance is among the best 
in the history of the WWE. Now, I'm not saying he's top, even top 10, but the point is, is that if you're talking about entrances for WWE superstars over the years, his entrance is going to come into play. So, we talk about the fact that they changed this so many times. And it's like, you know, it's detracted from it and they ruined it. And now, even though Titty Tom is not my cup of tea, is that since he's been on the scene with the Hockey Talk Man guitar, is that this is the most that Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance has resembled, you know, what it was when he first came into the WWE from, well, in NXT as well. But when he first came into the WWE from NXT, when we all went absolutely bananas every time his music hit, and you heard those uh, violins to set it off. So I do appreciate that. I love, absolutely love Pat McAfee jumping up on the table, dancing to Shinsuke's, Shinsuke's entrance song. I love it. I can't get enough of it, man. I really can't. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Um, I believe it's genuine. I really enjoy it. You know, I think Michael Cole enjoys it too. You know, like from a genuine perspective, I really think Michael Cole enjoys it. It's fun. So uh, I love all that. Now, all that being said, and the love fest is over, you know, I got love for Shinsuke. Uh, I have no love for uh, Titty Tom at all. So come on, man. I mean, you know, what, what are we dealing with here? Well, you're talking about an iconic tag team that they're going up against in WrestleMania. Like, you know, they, they were going on about Rick Boobs last week, you know, and his strength and, and pressing the Usos and everything else. But, you know, we're talking about the Usos here. Day one. It we're talking matter, about- man. It does not matter what the Usos, who the Usos are or whatever. Rick Boobs tricked the fuck out of those two last week. And he got him and Shinsuke Nakamura a title match at WrestleMania. Kudos to Rick Boobs. Gotta love to do- oh, Well, look what the cat dragged in. Dangerous Darren Davis has done a 180. Now, all of a sudden, Titty Tom, if you're out there, you got someone on your side now. Well, I'm not one of those guys. I'm the guy swinging that guitar and banging you over the back of your head. I got no use for Rick Boobs, Shinsuke, I don't anticipate Shinsuke turning on Rick Boobs. It's not in Shinsuke's nature. They're just going to, you know, fizzle out and go their separate ways. But not a chance in hell. It's going to be a clinic at WrestleMania, and you can believe that 100%. Disrespect, man, to Rick Boobs, man. You got to love Rick Boobs. You got to show some love to Titty Tom, man. Not, not, Not this disrespect. That you're showing him just as bad as the disrespect you show Drew McIntyre. We'll get to him eventually. Too. Oh gosh, Drew McIntyre and Angela Lansbury. You know, you know who Angela Lansbury is. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I can't believe you do know who that is. But also, from this day forward, Drew McIntyre and Angela Angela, aka Angela Lansbury, collectively shall now be known as Murder She Wrote. Moving forward. Hey, 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 hold on a second. As much as I love Drew McIntyre, don't disrespect Murder, She Wrote. Man, there's nothing wrong with that show. That show... Murder, She Wrote was phenomenal. So, if anything, that's my way of kind of uh, an olive branch being extended to uh, Drew McIntyre and Angela. So, I'll give him a little love. I'll call him, even though I can't stand Drew McIntyre, moving forward collectively. That's a little disrespectful, I think. And I'm not sure to who, either Angela Lansbury or Drew McIntyre. 
Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. It's all a bit confusing, but here we go. It's yeah, Friday night, man. Sure which, so which I'm not sure who you're disrespecting more by that comment, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to move on. Um, so then we go into a recap of Kevin Owens on Raw um, as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And yet again, I will re-say this. Monday, he tricked the fuck out of me, and I honestly believed the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin was there. Um, but we did a whole spiel on this on Raw, so I'm going to give you a few seconds if you have anything on that. Because um, we did a whole spiel about this on Monday. So anything you want to say? Yeah, well, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I know that you know that I got a lot to say about this. So I appreciate you allowing me to squeeze some things in. And I say, uh, thank you. So it's magnificent. It's absolutely magnificent. Tonight, uh, we were watching SmackDown. So my daughter missed Raw on when Kevin Owens did that. And she saw the recap here this evening when it came out and just all smiles. My daughter's a big Kevin Owens fan as well, as am I. All smiles. And it was just like, it, you know, it was magnificent. Stone Cold had to be smiling ear to ear. He had every, from a distance, because when they showed it originally and the music hit, you know, they purposely didn't go in tight on him. And so for a split second, you know, even after, not even when the music hit, even after we visually saw who now we know it's Kevin Owens, the person coming down the ramp, I thought it was Stone Cold. I, for, for a split second after even seeing him, I thought it was Stone Cold. Kevin Owens is the cream of the crop. So he is at the top of the food chain. And for me, you know, I've been thinking about it. I don't know how. I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know if it takes away from him. I haven't quite figured it all out. But is there a way for Kevin Owens to incorporate this moving forward? Does that make sense? Does that not make sense? I have no idea. But I know one thing. If Kevin Owens can somehow, some way, put together what Stone Cold did when he finally turned the corner prior to being Stone Cold, and Kevin Owens is already a superstar. Stone Cold was not a superstar when he put it together and he merged to Stone Cold. Kevin Owens is already a superstar, but Kevin Owens, whether it comes to fruition or not, I don't know if we'll ever see it. I pray to God that we do. But if he ever managed to put it all together and capture the je ne sais quoi that we all want to capture... We're talking rock and stone cold fucking territory, and I believe that in my heart of hearts. I really do. I, I understand what you're coming from and where you say that if he could do that. My only concern, though, is I wouldn't want him to be try to be stone cold. He can bring out his inner stone cold that he's got, but I don't want him to take over and try and be stone cold. If you want to... You know, he's already got the persona going of Stone Cold, and you can see that, and he pulls the stunner off very well. But at the same time, I would hate for him to try and be Stone Cold, because he's not. And what Kevin Owens brings already on his own without the stunner and the Stone Cold movements and all that kind of stuff is very good, and it needs to stay that way. So I just hope if they do do it, they do it the right way. 
yeah, you're but you're bang on. You are bang on. I mean, you know, agreed, agreed, one hundred percent. Well said, definitely. So it's something that I can't quite put my finger on. You know, I'm as opinionated as they come. I have something to say about everything. I can't quite put my finger on. It. And if I can't quite put my finger on it, I know Kevin Owens is pulling his hair out because Kevin Owens is putting in work. Kevin Owens is in the hotel room. Kevin Owens is in his room. Kevin Owens is in front of the mirror. Kevin Owens is trying to figure it out. Kevin Owens is trying to find what he needs to find. And and uh, it, all that being said, he's still a 10 out of 10 WWE uh, wrestling superstar. But he, I, I just, I want him, I don't know, Darren. I don't know. I don't know what it is or what he has to do. I, I just can't put my finger on it. But, you know, of all the times that we've seen Kevin Owens, we, you know, we saw it really when it was with Jer- Chris Jericho and their festival of friendship. We saw some of it, but not quite. I still believe that that was impromptu. I could be wrong with the beers being dropped. I could be wrong about that. I'd love to know. Um, but, you know, he's just so charismatic. He's so talented. And I need him to find whatever it is he's looking for. We need it. The WWE Universe needs it. We haven't had... I love Roman Reigns, man. He is awesome. And I love Brock Lesnar. But, I mean, you know, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, I love them both. And I love Roman Reigns way more. But still, is Roman Reigns like The Rock or Stone Cold? No, he is not, as much as I love Roman Reigns. But, I mean, he's in that... He's in that conversation as far as can Kevin Owens definitely can achieve Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns status. Can he go further? I don't know. But, you know, again, I could go on forever. I've loved Kevin Owens from day one. And I guess I'll end by saying is that I agree with you 100%. Um, we certainly don't want him to be Stone Cold. But it really was an absolutely magical, magical moment last week. And I felt, And I say that meaning that it was magical to me. As as Kevin Owens, I wasn't in like like even though he was being Stone Cold and he was and he was you know utilizing that, it still to me was Kevin Owens and it was still magical via Kevin Owens. I don't know how I don't know if that makes sense or how you feel. No, absolutely. It was it was it was very entertaining and he the way he he went around it and the way he did it was was very magical or it it was very entertaining for sure. Um, and I and I can't wait to see what he does this Monday, if he does anything. And then like we spoke about quickly on Monday, how, who, what's going to happen on WrestleMania Saturday with those two, who's going to pull off what first, who's pulling the first stunner. And that's what, that's what I can't wait to see too. So it's looking very entertaining for Saturday. And I can't wait to see what Kevin Owens pulls out next. Agreed. I'll let you continue from, so we're going to move on. We're going to go into the back again with Brock Lesnar, um, eating some grapes, drinking some wine um, that he obviously thinks is cheap because, you know, the ass of the table gets cheap wine, clearly, by the looks of it, um, and spits it out and throws the bottle. And uh, good, good on him because, hey, I wouldn't have drank it either because I don't even like wine. First of all, exactly. Wine is for punks and suckers and suckers and punks. Number two. So, so, so I guess you're saying that your man Roman Reigns is sucker and a punk? 
No, because Roman Reigns, it was all, you know, it, it's all the long con. Roman Reigns left it there on purpose. Roman Reigns is not a home drinking wine, man. You know, come on, Darren. We're talking about Roman Reigns here now, the head of the table. So I'm sorry, but Roman Reigns didn't leave nothing there. Roman Reigns didn't even arrive on the show. So, you know, once upon a time, not too long ago, Brock didn't show up when Roman was there, if you do recall. So that did happen as well on the road to WrestleMania. And Roman was there this evening. Brock was a complete no-show entirely. Don't get me started on uh, the head of the table. But I will say this, is that, you know, again, I got love for Brock, man. Brock is backstage. Brock is talking that talk. And, you know, Brock, is he's a, he's a fellow Canadian now. Brock is up in Saskatchewan, man. He's slamming beers. Not drinking wine. I don't even know what he was doing there with the grapes. He should have been chomping on a piece of raw meat. I, I think raw meat's a little too far. Um, <laughs> poisoned by raw meat, but okay. Um, we're going to move on. Um, we then go into a video tribute um, for Shad Gaspar, um, who many of you know passed away in 2020 due to trying to save his son first. Um, we spoke a lot about this on the pre-show, and as it was announced today uh, through WWE.com and then again on SmackDown, he is the um, 2022 Hall of Fame uh, Warrior Award recipient. Um, so it was a it was a small video tribute. There wasn't much, not compared to a lot of the others that have gotten them, but it was still something to recognize him. And uh, like you and I both said on the pre-show, I look forward uh, to this speech a lot just to see how things go, how it works, what the what his wife has to say. I, I do believe there's not going to be a dry eye in the house once that speech starts. Yeah, I mean, this is tragic. Um, we talked about it on the pre-show. And, uh, you know, I won't, I won't say too much about it now on the fact that it's tragic. You know, as we get older, I don't want to get too philosophical, but as we get older, I mean, life is precious. Here's a guy who, think about anyone's life, but, I mean, if he's thinking about his own life, even though, you know, the career, now he's post-WWE, here's a guy at some point in time, you know, pursued all of his hopes and dreams and achieved greatness in the WWE. You know, he it doesn't matter, you know, what level of success. He was in the WWE as a sustainable WWE superstar, part of a great tag team in crime time, and had lots of fun. I'm sure he loved every moment of it. And then, you know afterward now you think you're going on to your second stage of your life starting a family and then this happens it's heartbreaking man it really is heartbreaking there's nothing else to say other than you know obviously it's uh you know it doesn't mean not that doesn't mean much but i mean i'm sure that you know his wife and his child would trade having him back uh, as opposed to having him, you know, celebrated and respected and acknowledged for his heroic efforts. But, you know, this is where we are. So that's all we can do. And I'm sure they appreciate it. But it's a hard life, man. It really is a hard life. My heart goes out to his wife and his son. But at the very least, at their at their darkest moments, they can at least know that her husband and his father, I mean, what type of man this is. And, you know, hats off to Vince McMahon, the WWE, for recognizing him and agreed. I mean, this is going to be arguably... 
you know, one of the most emotional WWE moments ever. I think it's going to be extremely emotional. So, uh, and we're certainly not here for quote unquote dramatics. I'm just saying that we're all going to share in the emotion. It's going to be. For sure. And just a reminder, the hall of fame ceremony is next Friday following, uh, SmackDown. So it's going to be very entertaining to see. And, uh, I can't wait to watch everybody's speech, but, uh, one man in particular, and that's the undertakers. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to go into the back with uh, <laughs> with Kayla, and we get an interview with uh, Drew McIntyre, man. Your man. Oh, murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about his WrestleMania match against um, Happy Corbin. And uh, all right, let's go. Bring out the disrespect. I know you're waiting. Oh, gosh. I mean, where, where do we start? Aye, it's a bunny cereal. Where do we start with Murder, She Wrote? Listen, I I say this, and I say, aye, it's a bunny cereal, joking around, obviously. I uh, love that. I, I, like, so much love for Scotland, so much love for England, so much love for everybody everywhere in the world. So, uh, again, I say that tongue-in-cheek, joking around with Drew McIntyre. Not, not, no love for Drew McIntyre at all. None. Zero. No love for Angela. No love for Murder, She Wrote, collectively as that duo. Lots of love for Murder, She Wrote and Angela Lansbury on a side note. As a footnote, one of my mother's best friends uh, when I was growing up was from Aberdeen. And the same place. Who else is from? Who's famous in soccer from Aberdeen? Tell me. One shot. One guess. I honestly am drawing a blank. So you're just going to. Fergie. Oh. Right? For greatest manager of all time. You ever, you ever seen the chocolate flaky in the yellow wrapper? You know what I'm talking about? I love those things, man. Even though they make a bloody. They do. So there you go. So I'll tell you a quick. I'll tell you a quick story. This is my olive branch to uh, murder. She wrote, and after I extend this olive branch, I want to light it on fire before you can take it home with them. Is that uh, so? My mother's best friend. Uh, when I was younger, she was born and raised in Aberdeen, and then she moved over. Uh, she moved over here, got married, so on and so forth. Anyway, she would make frequent trips back to Aberdeen to visit her parents and her family, and I want to say once a year. And at that point in time, there were there was a, I mean, this is way way back in the day. There were a lot of chocolates that were unavailable here. And flakies were one of them. And so, but I mean, we didn't know what it was. So she would go back and, and she was aware that, you know, some of the, the chocolates, favorite chocolates of her past and her childhood that she couldn't get here. So she would bring all these back and then she would, you know, get bring some back for friends and family. So she would always bring them back for me and my, my family. And, you know, flakies are 10 out of 10, right? Anyone who loves chocolate, exactly what we said. They're messy, but they're 10 on 10. I can't even remember the last time I had a flaky, but the point was, was that, so every year we would look forward to, uh, her name was Linda, Linda going back to Aberdeen to bring flakies back for us. And so I say all that to say, listen, I do like, I do like Drew's story. I do like what Drew stands for. Actually, a buddy of mine that I worked with at the office, he's moved on. He bought a cameo appearance from Drew McIntyre for his son for his birthday. He sent it to me. I'm going to send it to you. I forgot to do that. I didn't send that to you, have I? 
No, you have not. That was about a year, two years ago, and it, it's it's phenomenal. He went way overboard in a good way. Like I mean, he didn't have to go, to, he didn't have to go on and on like he did. It was just great, and uh, so. However, I have no use for Drew McIntyre. He is not an elite WWE superstar. Murder, she wrote, that it will never be on the level of the big boys. I don't want to see Murder, she wrote, take on the head of the table. If if he wants to try to take on the head of the table, let, let the Usos chop him down at the knees and, and smack him around with Angela. I'm not interested. Loser. On all fronts. However, you do have to show me a little love and give a little appreciation for the Flaky and Aberdeen and Fergie. I gave you all kinds of good stuff. I'm not saying you didn't give the love there. You know, my family's all from Scotland themselves. So, you know, all the all the good stuff in Scotland, all the fancy treats and all that. Yeah, they're fantastic, including Flaky, even and, though they're a bloody mess. I'll give you that. And you know what? That's And here's the thing. You should have cut me off. I went on my own rant and completely forgot about that. And completely forgot about the conversation we had before. And here I am. Why didn't you shut me down and say, listen, man, I already know all that. You were on a roll. I was waiting for the disrespect of Drew McIntyre. That's what I was waiting for because I knew it was coming. My point is is that I have no disrespect for Scotland. I love Scotland. I love everybody anyway. And I love every place and everybody. But uh, except Drew McIntyre. You disrespectful man! You got to know how to love the, the the Scottish warrior in Drew McIntyre, along with Angela, not Angela Lansbury, but Angela the Sword, because you know those two are fantastic, no matter what. And I hope one day he takes the ass of the table and sends them to Claymore City and beats. We're, move- We're moving on. Of course, it will. Beware. Be ready. We are then going to go into a stupid video tribute about Happy Corbin. Um, I thought that was the most stupidest, most waste of time on SmackDown. I did not enjoy any of that. I thought it was really dumb. We didn't need a video. I don't care how poor he was, how his car got stolen or thingied away. I don't give a shit personally. Um, All he needs to know is that Next weekend, Drew McIntyre is kicking his teeth down his throat with a Claymore kick, and that's all he needs to worry about with Matt Hatter or whatever we call him here. And then we get, after that stupid video tribute, we go to the back and we see Happy Corbin and Matt Hatter in the back watching the video tribute, thinking they were all fun and games and thought it was fantastic. I have no time for none of the two of them. I have no time for that video tribute. Um, so would you like to add anything to this? Oh, I have a ton of stuff to say, but I have a ton of stuff to say about everything. So, first of all, that was Oscar. With the Oscars coming up this weekend, we're talking about tomorrow, the Oscars are in fact. That was Oscar-worthy. And I mean, it's not a movie, so it's TV, so yeah, it's the Emmys, but you get my drift. The point is, is that that, that gave us some context. We got to see all the trials and tribulations of Baron Corbin down and out, you know, wandering the streets, looking all disheveled. I felt bad for the guy. Terrible. You know, you talk about a tale of somebody finding their way, coming through the storm on the other side, waking up the next day and sun is shining. It's a beautiful thing. 
He dug deep into his soul, found a way to be able to overcome adversity. Next thing you know, and I'm the, I was the first one to say, I hate the whole Happy Corbin thing. I'm, uh, I apologize. I'm all for Happy Corbin. Now that I, of course he's happy. Wouldn't you be? Look at where he came from. Happy Corbin it is. Now, Brendan Schaub, Washabi, not so much. I can do without Washabi every day, all day. No interest in Brendan Schaub and his shitty jokes. However, Corbin's happy. So am I. Hey, listen, that was the, no offense to you, but that was the worst, worst piece of whatever you just said to me there, because that sounded like you were trying to make me convince me to watch a movie that was terrible. And that's what you were trying to convince me to do. That whole statement <laughs> was fucking terrible. Hold on. Sorry. I, what I meant to say was, sure. That's what we, that's what I should have said to you while you were trying to convince me to say that was good. That was terrible. Anyways, we're moving on. Against we've got a match Ridge Holland versus Kofi Kingston, um, with Shaman with Sheamus, sorry, and Pete Dunn. I don't care, and I will refuse to call this man Butch. It is not Butch. It is Pete Dunn, and I ain't changing it because that's who it is, and that's what I'm sticking to. Can, can, can you meet him halfway and call him Butch Dunn? Can you can you uh, meet me halfway and not call Drew McIntyre? <laughs> can, can can you call him Pete Butch? I'm calling him Butch, and that's it. It's not. Yeah, I'm calling him Pete Dunn. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. We put you in the spin cycle, and all of a sudden, no, he's Pete Dunn, and that's it. I don't know why the fuck WWE changed this. I was furious. A couple weeks ago when I saw that change again, the first time, I don't know why they did it. They should have left him as Pete Dunn, left him on whatever show they wanted to put him on. I don't care, but it's Pete Dunn. I don't know, man. The man wants to call himself Butch. You got to show him a little respect, put a little respect on his name, call him Butch. You want to disrespect the guy, call him a name that he's not going by. Like I said, at least call him Pete Butch. Butch Dunn. Dunn Butch. Dunn Pete. PB, PB and J. We call Tom him Dunn Pete. We're just calling him Pete Dunn, but backwards. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, you can call him. How about that? No, I'm calling him Pete Dunn. That's it. All right, Pete Dunn it is. You win. So, I don't really have a lot to say here. Uh, all jokes aside, I'm with you. You know, I'm not here for the smoke screen. I'm trying to, you know, uh, bamboozle us. Come on, man. Uh, and I'm not, I don't have a lot to say here. I, I really don't. I, I, like I don't. <laughs> I've said so much about Seamus over the years and that, uh, you know, so I guess, you know, now that I say I have nothing to say, I could ramble on forever, but I'm not going to give Seamus this much love. Sorry to interrupt you for two seconds. There's one key thing yeah. regarding this match that we must acknowledge, and it's not the ass of the table either. It's the fact. Never. And it's the fact that. Xavier Woods, King Woods, return. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. So I was kind of getting that in a roundabout way. So here we go. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, start. For any of the old school people, Nintendo, and of course, showed out Xavier Woods and his YouTube channel, is that 
King Woods it is. There's, everyone's a king. You get a king. You get a king. You get a king. You get a crown. You know, like, I'm, not, I'm not really feeling that part. But the point was, was that I was so happy to see him back in the mix. So, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the more important story here is that it was good to see him back in the mix. And uh, I'm hoping to see him at WrestleMania. Give me, give me the new day. Give me the new day. Give me the, um, what is this? Wow. The trumpet. Right? Give me the tr- the trumpet, right? Yeah, the trumpet. Well, that's what it used to play. Yeah, that had a name, too. I can't remember what her name was, but she had a name, too. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't anything stupid like uh, Murder, She Wrote. I know that. But uh, g- give us g- give us, give us, the whole, give us everything. Give us the love. Give us the package. Give it back to us at WrestleMania. That's what I want to see. I was very happy to see Xavier Woods back in the mix. I'm glad- King Woods, pardon me. I'm glad you brought Listen, if we want anything back at WrestleMania, it's Bootios, man. We got to bring the Bootios back because they make sure that you ain't booty. Agreed. Exactly, right? So then we get to a scene with the ass of the table and formerly known Mr. Dick um, in a car on their way to the arena, taking their sweet old ass time, as he is the ass of the table, of course, um, talking about how they went out to have steak. Probably had a kiss somewhere, too, and la-dee-da. I don't give a shit, man. Just get to the ring. You're the ass of the table. You say you're the the king in the bloodline. You should be there already. I don't have time for that nonsense. Well, let me translate what Dangerous Darren Davis just said for the WWE Universe. What he said was, is that you had one of the greatest of all time. And the head of the table, Roman Reigns, the big dog, and the wise man, special counsel, iconic Paul Heyman en route at their own pace to bless the WWE Universe with their presence in the back seat of a luxury vehicle, no doubt, after finishing a meal, glorious, of course, and, you know, they were discussing things that elite royalty from the WWE discuss. You should be thankful that, you know, we were allowed a little bit of insight. Because normally these are private conversations, right? Windows are tinted, I'm sure. And so, you know, the driver rolled down the window, got us a little glimpse of what was going on. You're welcome. I, I didn't say thank you, and I never will for that. Um, uh, never for that. But no, 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 no. Listen here. This is not nothing. This is not royalty. Angela Lansbury is more royalty than fucking the ass of the table will ever be. Okay, let's get that straight. All right. And and no, I don't care where they were, if they were out for dinner, if they were on a date. I don't give a shit where they were. You're, you call yourself the head of the table. You're the bloodline. And yet you're not there. And it gets even worse later on, and we'll get there eventually. No, no, I don't have time for that nonsense. But we're moving on. We're going to Ronda Rousey. She is out. She comes on out. Um, We get a recap of Ronda and Charlotte's brawl in the back, and also the events that took place in the ring during last week as well. Um, Ronda starts to talk, and then Charlotte appears from somewhere, probably not in the arena. She's taking lessons from Roman Reigns. Um, and uh, just starts blabbering on to Ronda Rousey about about a bunch of things. But I love what Ronda said 
at the end of that, and that is if Charlotte wins, it will be her biggest win, the biggest win in her career. And if Ronda wins, well, then Charlotte just becomes another person in her win list. So, you know what? I think uh, Charlotte needs this win more than anybody, as much as I really don't think she will win because Ronda Rousey is going to kick her ass. Okay, so basically it was just a bunch of nonsensical foolishness from rowdy Ronda Rousey, you know, trying to get the love of the crowd. Blah, 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 blah. We're talking about the queen, the queen Charlotte, the greatest women's wrestler ever to walk planet Earth. It'll be a lesson. It will be a lesson. We'll see the moonsault. We'll see the moonsault from uh, Charlotte outside the ring, off the top rope. We'll see, and it will end. It will end with the figure eight and Ronda Rousey tapping out. Mark my word. I'm sorry, but that is completely incorrect. It's going to end with an ankle lock to Charlotte Flair, and she's going to tap out because she already has done it on SmackDown. That was all fun and games. Like, you know, it's a little bit of it, it's a little bit of false hope she's feeding Ronda Rousey. We're talking we're talking Charlotte Flair. Like the resume is long. The resume is deep. The resume is stellar. She's beat the who's who. And she's a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestling talent. Absolutely magnificent on the mic. And come on, man. We're talking Ronda Rousey with a couple of pieced together moves that she learned at the WWE Performance Center fucking yesterday. Come on, come on, man. Stop this nonsense, Darren. Come on, you know better than this. Stop, stop, stop. Listen, 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 listen. You, you love to talk about the queen. She's not the queen. She's at the other the other ass of the table along with the ass of the table. All right? That's exactly where she's at. She's not no queen. She's not the greatest of all time. No, 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 no. The greatest wrestler right now is Sasha Banks. No arguing about that one, okay? I got love for Legit Boss, too. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're on the same page there. Got, I got Legit Boss. Legit Boss is with me in the condo at all times. Right? Always got Legit Boss. You, you got to talk Legit Boss. I'm going to Shoppers Drug Mart. What, I got to pick up a few things. You want anything? Yeah, sure. What do you need? Uh, I need an Arizona. Uh, you know, get me a bag of chips. Actually, scratch that. We get a piece of fruit because, you know, you got to stay healthy for the match. You know, pick up things time to time. Uh, anything else? Yeah, you might want to slide by Starbucks, pick me up a coffee. No problem. Whatever you want. Of course, I'm going to Tim Hortons. Sash like Starbucks. What are you going to do? Hey, this has gone off the rails, and this sounds a bit weird, but we're going to move on. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're moving on. I'm uh, I'm not getting into that conversation that you just had. Um, we're moving on to the Beast again, and uh, back in Roman's dressing room, where he, has, you know, very gentlemanly asks Kayla to have a seat, and sadly enough has to offer her some rotten grapes and cheap wine. Um, but, you know... Brock is better than that because, you know, no one wants rotten grapes and cheap wine. But clearly, you know, ass of the tables love that stuff because that's what he had. Didn't Um, like – sorry, go ahead. um, So so that was fun. I enjoyed that segment. I thought I had a good laugh with the rotten grapes and uh, cheap wine because that's what the ass of tables – I got to be honest. I didn't really like – I didn't really like the dynamic there. 
I didn't really like the vibes there. I didn't. Uh, I, like, no, I'm not going to get into it too much. Didn't like the vibes. Bit bit off for me. Didn't like it. Unnecessary. Could have did without it. Not could have did without it. Wanted to do without it. Didn't like it at all. And I didn't appreciate the vibes. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at All right. All right. Well, we'll move on then. And we're going to uh, Ricochet. And uh, this this boggled me for a second there. Don't get me wrong. Um, we got to the match. Well, we got to the beginning of it. They, you know, um, Ricochet came out. Los Lotharios came out. They they said that it was going to be Ricochet versus Umberto when we came back. It was not Umberto when we came back. It was Angel Garza. And the original was if Umberto wins... He gets a future Intercontinental Championship match. Now, it did turn out that Angel Garza did win the original match and that Ricochet, uh, you know, invited Umberto into the ring to have a, a match. And, well, Los Lotharios outsmarted Ricochet completely with Angel Garza going under the ring, holding his foot uh, so he couldn't climb back in. And, uh, and Umberto got a, a win via countout. And this was a beautiful thing. You know, you're talking about, what are they called? I know Los Lotharios. What is it? Lovers what? Uh, Lovers something. Yeah, I can't remember. I always escape me. I always ask you. I'm like, listen, these guys, you know, they got it all figured out, man. They got away with words. They're smooth operators, right? Uh, Shout out Charday. Shout out Big Daddy Kane. Smooth operators. And then they don't, you didn't even give them enough love. What about the ring entrance? What about the kiss cam? What about the lucky lady in the audience? You got to start spreading the love. You know, tell it like it is. Acknowledge everybody. Fuck Ricochet. So he got outsmarted. Exactly. He's not the first. He's not, won't be the last to get outsmarted by Los Lotharios. So Ricochet should be thankful that he witnessed the kiss cam, witnessed the whole spectacle in the entrance. And, you know, he's a part of history on the journey that is Los Lotharios. And agreed, he did get outsmarted. On another note, I'm with you. It was like, ha, ha, ha. I had no idea what was going on. You're, this one's in. This one's in. What are we doing here? You're in. Who knows? Next thing you know, you turn around. They're getting their hands raised. All I know is this. I'm here for Los Lotharios Joint Intercontinental Champions. Uh, it, it could turn out that way, but I feel like they're going to turn on each other or it's going to get brutal. And, uh, that's the way Ricochet is going to hang on to that title because of that. We're moving on. We're going to Sami Zayn in the back with an interview about his match at WrestleMania with Johnny Knoxville. Now you and I have no time nor patience for Johnny Knoxville. Um, now if I'm not mistaken, I didn't know nothing about this match that was going to, well, I did know, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I knew about the match. I didn't know it was an anything goes match. Um, I, if I, I may have missed that it was announced as that, but I don't remember. I, no, I don't think you missed it. I think you're right. I think I don't think you missed it at all. I think what happened was that, and then we'll have to look this up. I'll, I'll rely on you for that. Is that I think that this was announced today, possibly online somewhere. I saw something flash by where I believe that Sami Zayn was like to heck with the whole thing. Like now we're going to make it an anything counts match or what's it called? Anything counts? Is that what it is? 
Anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah. So I think that just happened today via Sammy sending it out into the universe. I could be wrong, but no, I don't think you missed it. I think it. Okay, well, I'll look into that as we continue and see if I can find anything. Um, and then we go um, back to ringside where Michael Cole was about to start talking about Pat McAfee's WrestleMania debut uh, match against Austin Theory when Austin Theory comes out of nowhere from behind, slaps the headset off of Pat McAfee, and runs away. Pat then goes on to chase him, but then Austin Theory does the childish scared act and runs right into Vince McMahon's office. So Pat McAfee can't get to him. Strategy, strategic, utilizing business relationships. You know, when someone applies for a job and they bring in their resume, do they put on their references? Do they leave their references off? If your reference is Vince McMahon and you're applying for a job, what do you do? You give your resume, who are your references? Eh, Like, I'm just going to come in. You know, on my own. Or do you put Vince McMahon down as your reference? Of course you put Vince McMahon down as your reference. Austin Theory, what did I call for on the pre-show? I said that I wanted them to come out of the crowd. Chris Jericho stuff. I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, so my apologies. And for everyone out there, I got nothing but love for dangerous Darren Davis. Uh, the man putting in all the work. So I say this tongue-in-cheek, but did you look that up for us about Chris Jericho when he came to the crowd? Was that on Monday Night Raw after Survivor Series in Toronto? If you didn't, no worries. But I think that that's, that's what I said on the pre-show. I wanted to see Austin Theory. Uh, he didn't quite do that, but he did come out of nowhere, you know, quote unquote, out of nowhere, and smack this shit out of Pat McAfee or smack his headset off. And I was loving it. And then, you know, he wasn't running anywhere. He was. He did what he had to do. And then, you know, a brisk jaunt back to where he started from, which was where, well, you know, probably having a conversation with Vince McMahon, business discussions, you know, things that business people do, things that superstars do. There you go. Pat McAfee, he's such a big dog. He just interviewed Vince McMahon. Why didn't he open the door? Why didn't he kick the door down? Why didn't he knock the door? He did nothing. He just stared at the door. That's all you need to know about Pat McAfee. Would you, if you were Pat McAfee, have gone into that room like that and just barged in? And to your answer, yes, you are correct. It was Monday Night Raw after Survivor Series. Awesome. Thank you for confirming that. I thought I was kind of losing it. In Toronto, right? Yeah. I got some video for you on that. That was absolutely bonkers. Because where we were watching, our vantage point was actually, you know, our vantage point. So the ring, so here you have the ring. And then if the, if you were, so if you're, if you're watching that, then we were in the corner. So in one of the corners of the ring, so picture where Chris Jericho jumped the, you remember, picture where the commentator's table is. If you were directly behind the commentator's table, then you would be looking straight down the ramp for the entrance. We were off to the corner where Chris Jericho came in, and then I was like, oh my gosh, everyone who was there was like, what is this guy doing? We're security. Someone, they could see him making his way through, and it's like, this guy seems like he's a bit aggressive, he's got a hood on, he's a bit aggressive making his way to the ring, like, this hand to God, Darren, that's what we were thinking, and I'm like, you could spot him, because there was kind of an uproar in the crowd, and it's like, you know, we're security, stop this guy, and then he jumped the barrier, and then lo and behold, it was Chris Jericho, it was amazing, but but anyway, um, so yeah, 
Austin Theory didn't quite do that. I mean, Austin Theory could never be Chris Jericho if he lived to be 5 million and 27 years old. However, we got a little excitement tonight. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. It was very entertaining. We're moving on to the Fatal 4-Way match uh, with Sasha Banks versus Zelina versus Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, I thought this was very entertaining, you know, especially when everybody got involved and they had to end up banning everybody from ringside. Uh, I thought this was very good and uh, a good way to uh, start things off for the boss as she pulled out the victory. So kudos to her for that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking elite talent there, right? And you're talking anytime the boss's music hits, uh, I mean, you know, we're all we're all ready for a show. So uh, nothing but love for the legit boss. Top of the food chain. Really looking forward to this match at WrestleMania. Uh, really happy she's there. Uh, even though I know we've seen it before, I want to see Snoop in the house. I'm hoping that he will be in the house. We shall see. Um, and... But, you know, you're talking elite talent involved in that match. And so uh, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. But, but it didn't really give me the proper preamble that I wanted as far as I really want. There's still not enough front and center for Sasha Banks and Naomi together. Sasha Banks is all about front and center. She's a superstar, always has been, always will be. But now, if Naomi's going to be her tag team partner and Sasha Banks is going to, you know, allow that, and Naomi is phenomenal in her own right, I want to see both of them front and center because, again, you know, I got a bad habit of this sometimes, but not living in the moment, not that I'm not living in the moment, but looking forward is that I don't want, this is a wonderful opportunity for everyone involved. Sasha Banks is a rock star, you know, Naomi cannot let this opportunity pass her by. And then after WrestleMania, when Sasha decides to let her know, listen, it was fun, but, you know, I ride solo always. I'm a superstar. I can't have any hangers on. Naomi needs to really let her own star shine. What I am predicting here, though, is that Sasha Banks is going to brush her to the side as she should. Naomi's going to get pissed off, and they're going to go to war. And if that's the case, even though I love both of them, of course I'm going to roll with Sasha Banks, but I would love to see that unfold. I think that would be great. Well, actually, and, and before you move on, sorry, Darren, is that uh, I would like to know what you think about that because I know how much you love Sasha Banks as well. I think I also know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you love Naomi too, is that like, how would you feel about all of that if that's the path that they chose? If that's the path they choose, that's the path they choose. I'll take it no matter what. I, but um, truly speaking, you know, I think they will make a, a very good tag team. Uh, I don't know for how long. Um, we all know that Sasha has to get back to, you know, winning singles titles, um, because that's where she's best at. But if this is the road they take, this is the road they take. Let's just see how it plays out. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Blush, I believe. Um, Wait. I thought you sneezed. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, so then we move on. Now, I don't know where, what you... So you saw Paul and Roman arrive. Is that what you said to me at the beginning? Yeah, I saw them come down to the ring. So I'm going to rely on you now. Take us through it. And then I'm going to comment. You're going to be my eyes and ears. 
And I, I'm going to rely. I don't know if you want me to be the eyes and ears for you on this one, man, because. Uh, well, I'm going to filter out your, your derogatory and disgusting and uh, like, you know, pathetic remarks about one of the greatest of all time. Remarks that really you should be locked up for. I'm going to excuse all of that. And I'm going to assume uh, basically I'm going to have my quote unquote. And I'm going to leave that on set. I'm going to hear you the way I want to hear you. All right, not a problem. So we do see Paul, uh, Mr. Dick. Okay, so already we're off to a very fucking horrible start. So already, just for the record, uh, just for the record, I say I'm going to hear you how I want to hear you, but we're off to a horrible start. Um, but, bef- but before we go to the ring to see Ass and Dick come down, um, we we are informed, and I was not happy about this, and I want to know what you think about this one. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal will be taking place on SmackDown next week, along with Ricochet versus Los Lotharios in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, back to the Andre the Giant. They need to put this back on WrestleMania. That's where it started. That's where it belongs. Stop putting it on SmackDown. Your thoughts? We agree 100%. So here's the thing. I know that. So here, here's a couple things that when we set out to do this, I know I said that, and I was adamant about this, is that Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show, before and after every SmackDown, before and after every Raw, before and after every WWE pay-per-view, you know, we all love wrestling with all of our heart. And I'm not here for, you know, some of the things that are missing from wrestling. I'm not here for the talk about people talking about it in a certain way. I'm here. We're living in the moment. We're living in the moment. We're talking about it that way. So I think even by me saying that, I think I might have robbed us of some of the fun that is the extracurriculars, if you will, to wrestling so we can enjoy the extracurricular and i touched on that last week without getting into uh talking about wrestling in a way that i don't appreciate people talking about wrestling so like you know the rumors and online and everything else i think we need to really because i know that you're on top of that i think we really need to take it to another level and i say that because i'm going to speak on the wwe from a business level and um I think we need to talk openly about it like this as well. And something that, you know, I'd like to talk about is that, you know, when Vince, when Vince decided that he was going to make the move and bring WWE public as a publicly traded company and, and, you know, really focus in on WWE network, that was the business plan. And then even though the stock rose because it did, You know, it continued to rise. However, you know, somewhere along the line, it it stagnated. And then he made the, then there was, I thought he was possibly going to sell it. Then he made the deal with Peacock. But, you know, once he made that deal with Peacock, and then prior to making the deal with Peacock, he made the deal with NBC and then Fox for, you know, the split deals, which was, you know, historical, having two different networks, Carry Raw and SmackDown. And then that's when SmackDown went live and then it went to Friday and blah, blah, blah. And the point is, is that then after that, was still wasn't getting the traction that he wanted. And then he sold to Peacock. And then uh, here we are today. So the problem is this, is that once you travel down that road... 
you're veering off the beaten path. You're not doing what is, it's not always what is in your heart. You know, what is the beauty of Vince McMahon, Darren? It's that he, for better or for worse, he is who he is. He does what he says and he says what he does, right? Is that right or wrong? No, you're absolutely correct in that part. Right. And I mean, that's what we've known to grow and love and hate about him. And we, you know, that's at the very least, at the very least, very least is that, you know, we can all agree. Anyone who disagrees with this is an idiot. No one disagrees with this. Is that that's what brought the WWE to where it is. So the point is, is that once he made all these moves that are just detailed, is that a lot of decisions are being made on money. I am. There's no way anyone is telling me. No way. Guaranteed Vince is, is arguing with himself on all these decisions. This is not what I want to do. However, you know, the accountants are lined up around the corner. But look at this. Here's the here's the bottom line. And then here we are. So that gets us to two-day WrestleMania. NXT takeover that was just a hit just a home run out of the ballpark. First pitch just gonzo. Saturday night Magnificent. Once upon a time, we had WrestleMania one night, nothing else, no SmackDown, nothing, uh, not even any fucking Raw. We had WrestleMania, and it was phenomenal. Then we got Raw, phenomenal, and then we had WrestleMania. Then we got SmackDown, uh, Raw, WrestleMania, awesome. Then we had this beautiful thing that was the WWE Hall of Fame, even though you and I both agree that they need to make changes, and we need a building, and we need better rings, and we need it done properly, and they need to, but they had they're all night you know and then uh, we had all that and then we were blessed with the nxt and then all of a sudden you and i have talked about this many times how many wrestlemanias uh, there weren't a lot but it felt like a lot but certainly there were more than a couple where we were like and the narrative out there in the wwe universe and, and we concurred that wow nxt i mean they set the wrestlemania is wrestlemania but nxt just set the bar so high how can wrestlemania possibly compete let alone exceed expectations i mean nxt what the heck is going on here like i mean that was a blessing from a pure wrestling standpoint. And now, then, sorry, he made all those moves. And now nothing is logical from a pure love of wrestling standpoint. Because who in their right fucking mind would say that NXT should be changed to NXT 2.0. And then it also should be on at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday? And then WrestleMania Part 1? It's not WrestleMania. Then Saturday night, the kickoff show for WrestleMania is fucking three, four hours long on Saturday night. And then we get WrestleMania on Saturday. And then on top of that, now you're putting WrestleMania, quote-unquote, WrestleMania Part A, Part B, Part C uh, matches on SmackDown. When SmackDown was supposed to be, you know, just the lead into uh, WrestleMania. And then you're on top of all of that, the same crowd that's at SmackDown then you're going to, they're going to leave, Darren. They're going to leave. The only reason that some of them are going to stay, I shouldn't say that. Under normal circumstances, they would leave. But because The Undertaker is just so 
important to life in general that they're probably going to stay. But no disrespect to any other WWE superstars. If you're not, weren't talking WWE wrestling royalty, like it's Undertaker's up there, Hulk Hogan, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, is that they would probably leave. And now you're going to sandwich that in on a Friday night, piggybacking it on SmackDown with the same people in the building. And literally, we're going to see online them tear down the ring and change this and change the stage. And you like, you know, piecework. And we're going to see it all visible with The Undertaker being inducted to the Hall of Fame. I fucking hate all of it. I say all that. I know I'm ranting right now, but I say all of that because... Next week, when it all hits and Friday comes to SmackDown, I'm going to be all over it. You're going to be all over it. And we're going to be engaged. We're going to love every second of it. I'm going to be from Friday right through until the end of Monday. And then we'll have to wait for Friday SmackDown. I'll be all in and I'll love every second of it and say the WrestleMania was awesome. I have no criticisms. But before that happens, it's all wrong. And unfortunately, I don't see it. The only way I see it changing, it's not, Vince is not going to pull it back. So it's not like the, the company's going to go private again. It's permanently public. The only next shoe to drop is whether he completely sells it off to a huge conglomerate and they can keep it public. But then because the huge conglomerate is not worried about individual family money like Vince is, they might be able to bring in, you know, creative minds and restore some of the creativity and pure wrestling standpoint. Because if you're a huge conglomerate, this is just a piece of the book, right? It's just a piece of the business and they don't necessarily need it to be like an absolute gargantuan moneymaker on its own. Anyway, so that's a long way of me saying I absolutely hate, we agree, I agree with you, I absolutely hate the Royal Rumble. On Royal, Under the Giant Royal Rumble is a WrestleMania moment, and now it's on SmackDown. That's fucking nuts. Anyway, I'm done. I'm- all right. I was wondering what the point of all that was at first. Um, I appreciate that, but yes, no, it, it, it is a horrible idea, and I don't, like I say, I don't know why they keep doing this, putting it on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. They did it last year at WrestleMania. They put the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown, and, you know, not only is it supposed to be on WrestleMania, but for those guys that are in that match, that technically speaking is their wrestlemania moment and now they are being gypped of that because they're putting it on smackdown so i'm not so worried that it's the match that's being moved i'm just feeling worse i feel worse for the, the the superstars out there that are in that match that are not getting their wrestlemania moment because some clown in the back has decided to change this match from being on wrestlemania to being on Friday Night SmackDown. And don't get me wrong, this match was never part of the main show. It was always during the pre-show. It could have stayed that way, and nothing would have been... There was nothing wrong with that. But no, they changed it to SmackDown. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. And I hope it goes back to being on WrestleMania next year. Sorry. And so my final word would be this. I don't believe that it will. Optimistically, I hope that it will. But the long and short of everything that I said is that the unique once in a lifetime, and in my opinion, the greatest sporting event, and that's what it is, the greatest sporting event in the world 
has been reduced to a diluted product that is just spread out over X amount of days and completely has lost all of the meaning. When I think, when anyone who grew up with wrestling, if you think we can all point to our favorite WrestleMania, but the point is, is that WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. This is, you know, Pontiac Silverdome, 92,000 people, whatever it was, they set the record at the time. This is the most iconic sporting event in all of sports, and it's a one-shot deal, they have completely diluted it. I don't even recognize it anymore. Absolutely. And uh, I, I, I hope there's change to come to that, but I don't think there is, but we're going to move on. Um, and we're going to go into the ass of the table and and Mr. Dick. They come down to the ring. We've been notified that Roman Reigns is sitting at 572 days as champion. They get out of their useless car after they've had their love fest all day together. They come down out of their their car, and um, it's not not pretty. Um, And they go down to the ring, and Roman Reigns comes out with his acknowledge me garbage and all that shit. And he's all big, and he's all talk. And, you know, he's in the ring talking away to whoever wants to listen to him. And and then, you know, they're trying to figure out where Brock Lesnar is. Well, if you were there, you would have known that he was in your dressing room. But they go, they take you to the dressing room, come to find out that he's not there. And he has found the car. And he decides to uh, use like an axe kind of looking thing. And he just smashes the windows into it. You know, takes it into the the roof, the the front of the car, the hood of the car, and just beats the crap out of it. And then, after all of that, decides to make his way to the ring. Boy, oh boy, I've never seen so-called the king or the head of the table look so worried in all my life. He looked like he saw a ghost when he heard that music hit. And the fun part of it all was that... Brock Lesnar didn't come down the ramp. No, 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 no. He came from the the crowd, stood right on top of the announcing table of Michael Cole and Pat McAfee and stood there, and Roman Reigns didn't even know the fuck that he was there. And then security came down to try and stop Brock. Brock beat the shit out of all of them. And, of course, Roman Reigns, the ass of the table, Mr. Dick, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who eventually come running out to try and save their so-called master, Run away, scurry like little dogs, little puppies that are terrified. Listen, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. Roman Reigns better get his ass in gear and better be ready. You can tell me that this is all a show for Brock Lesnar. You can tell me this is all an act because just to piss off Brock Lesnar. No, 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 no. It's none of that. Roman Reigns is not ready for the beast incarnate. Roman Reigns doesn't know what he's got himself into. Roman Reigns better grow a pair or better find his pair that he had before he fought Goldberg. All right. Because since he fought Goldberg, Goldberg. correct. But since he's fought Goldberg, we've seen the child side of Roman Reigns, the pussy side of Roman Reigns, and it's not looking good for him. So hopefully he finds his balls wherever he put them, maybe in Paul Heyman's lap. I don't know where he's put them, but he better find them because if he doesn't, He's going to enter Suplex City, 
He's going to go all the way to the end of Suplex City. He's going to go again. He's going to come back to the beginning of Suplex City, and he's going to keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until there's no more ass of the table because his ass will be in the ring planted there and he will not be able to move and Brock Lesnar will be unified world heavyweight champion whatever the fuck they're going to call this new title once it happens and that's the way it's going to go so that is what happened that is my speech on that okay so I'm going to I'm going to defer to you for the most part on this because I didn't see it so I'm going to have to table a lot of my comments until next week. I think we're going to we might have to have an extravaganza next week. We might have to go every day. Might have to go Monday all the way through to Monday. We might have to do a seven day week, a seven day extravaganza, even if it's only for a limited amount of time. I know I'm putting you on the spot here now, but we'll take this offline. But we may have to go seven days of WrestleMania. So I'll have to watch it and comment. I will say that, uh, you know, you're going to have to take a long, hard look in the mirror this evening before you go to bed because you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself for all the despicable things you said about one of the greatest of all time in the head of the table so i'm very disappointed in those comments however i will speak on them at a later date and it's strategy it's not even brains over brawn because roman reigns can toss brock lesnar around the same way brock lesnar can toss roman reigns around and you're going to find that out next sunday night a couple things i want to add i'm disgusted that both women's titles are on saturday night uh, I think I was happy to hear. I don't know. I, I don't know if you uh, can shed some light on this. My understanding, we were still up in the air, but what was happening with Bianca Belair. So, but they announced it like that match is on. But were we officially told that was on until tonight when they said that, that when they announced it with the graphics on it? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak to that. But both women's title matches are on Saturday night, and then neither one of them are on Sunday. So, like Sunday is WrestleMania. It's just, it's just all wrong on every single level. However, back to the topic at hand. Um, the one thing I will say that I'm thoroughly enjoying about you slamming Roman Reigns is that even, even though, even though you're sticking to that narrative and you're not showing Brock any love. It's a de facto love fest. Your rants are de facto love fest for Brock Lesnar, the person you hate the most. So that part I am enjoying thoroughly. Listen, I will. Sh- I show people love when it's needed. Okay, I will hate this man for as long as I live. I don't care. I really wish he would leave. At this point, I don't care. And I'll be honest with you, and I've said it before, there will be no winner at this match at WrestleMania, and I'm sticking to it. All right? This man, Brock Lesnar, can go back to wherever he was going to go. He can go back to doing whatever he wants to do. Once WrestleMania is over, I don't want to see this man ever again. I really don't. And the ass of the table, well, who's next for him? The Scottish Warrior. I'm telling you that right now. And he's oh, going gosh, to Claymore City, and he's going to get his ass kicked. And that's the bottom line. We don't want to see that. Listen, like I said, is that I got love for Aberdeen. 
I got love for Flakies. I got love for the Scottish Premier League. I showed out Linda. I got love for Scotland in general. I got love for Fergie. Got love for Murder She Wrote, unrelated to Scotland. Do not have love for Drew McIntyre and Angela. Absolutely none. And don't you dare talk about... You're talking Murder, She Wrote? On a level playing field? At least already you're talking about Murder, She Wrote, trying to challenge Roman because you know the foregone conclusion is Roman's going to take home whatever kind of... That's another thing. You got me all fired up now. and oh, It's getting late, but you got me all fired up when you threw that out there, whatever they're going to do with the belts. I've forgotten about that, and that's got me all worked up on, like, this is just kind of... I'm disgusted with that already, too. On this whole belt nonsense. It's just a total shit show. Hence why nobody's winning. Because, you know, we know for a fact, and you can't you can't tell me this is the way it is. It's the bloodline. No, 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 no. Roman Reigns can't win a match without Tweedledee and Tweedledum helping him. He's never done it yet. Maybe maybe on Sunday, because Brock Lesnar is going to have him in the suburbs of Suplex City. So far in, they can't find him. I don't appreciate I don't appreciate your degradation of brotherly love. This is not help. It, it's you know it's camaraderie. It's brotherly love. You know we often hear about sibling rivalries. No, there's no sibling rivalry between uh, Jimmy and Jay, and then there's no you know family drama between Roman and the Usos. It's all love. So, you know, there's no helping hand. Everyone's there to support each other. Let's not get into how many times that Paul Heyman has helped, quote-unquote, helped Brock Lesnar. All we need to know is this. When WrestleMania is over on Sunday, part A, B, C, D, whatever, part Z, whatever we're doing, when it's all said and done, Roman Reigns will have all the belts or one of the belts or whatever belts are on. That's okay. He can take them all he wants, but just be ready because the Scottish warrior is coming for him, and he's going Gosh. to... I forgot my train of thought. He said, oh, God. <laughs> he's going to Claymore <laughs> City. Be ready and be prepared. The Scottish warrior is taking this off the ass of the table, and he's going to prove to him that no, he's not the king of the table, the ass, the head of the table, whatever the fuck he wants to be. He can be under the table for all I give a shit. He ain't. He's not going farther after after WrestleMania with this run because the Scottish Warriors coming for it. Okay, I leave you with this. First of all, thumbs down for murder. She wrote. Kisses and hugs for Angela Lansbury. Drew and uh, uh, whatever he's calling his sword these days, Sister Sarah. No love for either one of them. I shall give you the last word and then reminding everybody a few things. One, appreciate everyone joining us this evening. This is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown, Raw, and pay-per-view 30 minutes before and immediately after during Raw Smackdown and the pay-per-views follow off the hook on Twitter at the signal is busy we're using hashtags throughout all shows 
to be able to share your sign. The hashtags will be there. You can follow off the hook on Twitter, and the hashtags will be there. We'd love to see everybody make their own sign, take a picture of it, share it with us, share it with the WWE universe, really, and so everyone can see. You know, you know, signs are fun, man. Signs are fun. We're enjoying wrestling. It's a picture of yourself, picture of a sign that you made on the spot. Uh, we're all going. We all go to WWE shows. I'm going to. That's nothing I wanted to mention. Is that in, in, in signing off? I'm going to the Road to WrestleMania on Sunday night at formerly the Rico Center, now the Coca-Cola Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be the Raw brand that's representing. Kevin Owens is fighting Seth Rollins and so on and so forth. And I'm, we'll weigh in here. We might even uh, come on here and do an impromptu. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry Shane. Sorry, just to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Um, uh, just a repeat of what you said about our show. We are on Monday and Friday following the show and prior to Raw and SmackDown. But just a note for everybody out there, SmackDown next week's post-show will not be immediately following SmackDown. We will be on after the Hall of Fame ceremony. So our post-show will cover all of SmackDown and all of the Hall of Fame ceremony. So you will not hear us at 10 o'clock. You will hear us much later once the Hall of Fame ceremony ends. We hope you'd still join us because we'd love to get your opinions and your thoughts on SmackDown and the Hall of Fame ceremony when we're off. Absolutely. And thank you for adding that. Exactly. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk. It's going to be a phenomenal week. So, like I said, is that we'll we'll take it offline and then we'll let everybody know on Monday on our uh, pre-show for Talk That Talk for Raw on what we're going to do throughout the week. I'd love to be on every day. We'll see we'll see how it unfolds. But yes, so regardless, you're talking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, these are going to be doozy shows. We have a lot to talk about, and uh, we'll be here. We'll be here, and we'll be talking, and we'll be enjoying every moment of it, breaking it all down. That's pretty much it. I mean, we could all go on and on and on for this evening. I think we covered a lot. I really enjoyed myself this evening. I had to say on the pre-show and the post-show. Uh, and like I remind, tried to remind everyone last week, it's the road to WrestleMania. And we really got to embrace it and appreciate it because now here we are. We got one more Raw. And even though I say we have one more SmackDown, we don't really have one more SmackDown. SmackDown is WrestleMania now. <laughs> like SmackDown is Re- SmackDown next week is WrestleMania. Sorry. Not- you know, sorry to interrupt you again. Just a just a quick side note on that. When you said that, that brought something to my attention, and I don't know if you saw this. You may not have because I don't know where you cut out at, or if it was when when you saw if you saw this or not. But they previewed uh, Monday Night Raw tonight somewhere along SmackDown, and they called it fucking WrestleMania Raw. No, it's not. It's not WrestleMania Raw. This has nothing to do with WrestleMania. It's Monday Night Raw. That's it. Nothing else. It's not WrestleMania Raw. Sorry, that infuriated me when I saw that tonight. No, I, you know what? I did not see that, and I'm glad you said that. So there you go, Darren. Like case in point. I mean, it's it. You know, they've diluted it. Here's what they're trying to do. You know, the Super Bowl, which is the only thing that, well, the World Cup is the be-all to end-all. We obviously all know that. However, the World Cup also involves an entire tournament that leads up to the one event. The Super Bowl also involves, and the Super Bowl is a joke compared to the World Cup. The Super Bowl doesn't even get as many viewers as El Clasico does, for Christ's sake, let alone an El Clasico twice a season. So, 
but the Super Bowl, because North America is delusional and thinking that, you know, it's the be-all to end-all. The point is, is that uh, the Super Bowl also, there's a huge lead-up. There's a tournament that's part of the quote-unquote Super Bowl tournament. But the beauty of WrestleMania is that it was not that. It was it was WrestleMania. And, you know, we all appreciate that there's a, you know, a series, you know, a week in and week out, we're on our way to WrestleMania, but there's no WrestleMania tournament. There's no leading into It's just WrestleMania. And to your point is that, you know, further to me saying how diluted it's become, and you've said that, I've said that, and then now, like, now what they're doing is they're trying to equate it to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl lead-up is two weeks. So now the WrestleMania, they're trying to do it a, a full week, WrestleMania Raw. Like, it's just complete dilution. And the thing is, is that, okay, I get it. You're trying to capitalize on everything like, you know, like the NFL is, but... This is something different. This is something special. That's what made it what it was. It's just, you know, again, I can't even get, like, I ranted earlier. That was my anger. But it is, you know, when people who aren't fans of wrestling and they don't love wrestling, now they think, you know, it's all nonsense. We're talking nonsense. They don't appreciate it. And that's fine. But for me, it's it's heartbreaking, man. I, it really bothers me. It's terrible. It really bothers me. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Um, and I don't like it either. It's not WrestleMania Raw. It's it's Monday Night Raw. That's the name of it. It's always been the fucking name of it. And we're not changing it just because it's the week of WrestleMania. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, it's not that. It's Monday Night Raw, and that's it. Stop making WrestleMania 10 days before, three days before, a week before, and then stop calling it WrestleMania Payback or whatever the fuck the, the next uh, pay-per-view after WrestleMania is. WrestleMania is and only should be a one-night event. Sadly enough, it's not. It's two because some clown decided to do it that way. But it should be one night. That is it. It's not It's not three days long. It's not three weeks long. It's one night, technically speaking. It should be one night, and that is it. We don't need WrestleMania Payback or WrestleMania Extreme Rules or whatever the fuck that one's called after. Not needed. WrestleMania is one night. You win, you lose. Oh, well, that's it. That's it. WrestleMania is done. See you next April. We call it a day. Yeah, we look forward to it just as much as everybody else in the WWE universe looks forward to WrestleMania. But how exciting can how excited can you be when the WWE is naming every show WrestleMania? WrestleMania this, WrestleMania that, WrestleMania that. It's not you lose the excitement in it. If you're naming everything WrestleMania, WrestleMania is a one thing on one show. That's it. It's not five. It's not three. It's none of that. It's one. I agree 100%. And, and I'll add one thing and I'll let you have the final word and then we're gone. Is that I was, I, I've come to love it, but I'm still not torn, but I'm still a little uh, somewhat conflicted i suppose torn and conflicted are the same but it's still a little bit bothersome i i guess i should say but i was torn and conflicted when they first introduced the wrestlemania sign after royal rumble i believe it was or whenever or you can correct me if i'm wrong and then so you know then quote we were on the road to wrestlemania and then they were pointing to the sign and like it got our juices flowing and i like the i like the narrative of road to wrestlemania pointing to the sign and now i do like it if i had you know gun to my head do i want that 
that reversed? No, I would keep that. I, I look forward to the WrestleMania sign going up and really gets excited and we're on the quote-unquote road to WrestleMania. But I was even torn and conflicted when that all came about. That just I didn't want it to dilute the WrestleMania as something that was near and dear to my heart. And now they've just, that's just a drop in the bucket. Now it's just a complete, you know, you can't get any more watered down. Those are my final thoughts on that. I don't have much else to add. I just want to say thank you to everybody who has joined us here tonight, who will listen after we're done, whatever it may be. I look forward to seeing and talking to everybody on Monday, post and pre-show. Come on, join us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your comments, your hates, your loves. Anything else you want to bring into the world on the WWE, bring, bring it. Join us, please. I'd love to hear from you. So, Mr. Shane, as you do every week in life, Sing us out beautifully, like always. Keep on talking in the free world.